Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, this is Lyle with Optimize Profitability Podcast. Today, I'm here with Joe and Jasmine Mims, and they're both entrepreneurs and they're married. I don't know about you, but being married to an entrepreneur is its own world. You can ask my wife because she's not an entrepreneur, <laughs> but they've been over, been married just over a year and they've done some amazing things they've done in their lives. And I'm just going to work with them a little bit and I'm excited to hear all the things that's going on in their lives. Today, we're going to talk about what it takes to be married as entrepreneurs. So tell us your story, guys. How to each of you become an entrepreneur individually? Funny thing is we actually started entrepreneurship together. Good. Our stories were actually separated at first. So the first half before we got to entrepreneurship, both of us, we were getting out of high school and we were just following that same old path. Everybody thinks you're supposed to, you know, go to school, get a good, get a good job and mm-hmm. all that. And we knew that we couldn't pay for college. We weren't confident our, our families could pay for college. So we ended up taking matters into our own hands and we joined the military so that they could pay for college. At the time, we still didn't know each other, but we were only about 30 minutes away in distance. So when we went to basic training, our buildings were like right next to each other. We still didn't know each other. And then when we got home, we didn't really know each other then because we were at the same unit in the Army Reserves. But then as soon as we got home from basic training, they deployed us to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, which is actually where we like met and then started dating. And the deployment was horrible, but when we got home, we thought that we were going to live this American dream. We were going to have the white picket fence and great jobs and all that. And we found out that wasn't the case. So again, we had to take matters into our own hands. I finished college and Joe, he was, do you want to tell that part? (laughs) Uh, With my situation, because of some very kind of fine print things, um, the military didn't necessarily fund my schooling the way that they funded hers. And also... Like for me, I wasn't, I just wasn't as engaged in school as I thought I was going to be because I had did all this work to get free school. And then I started going to school and then it's like, oh, this, this, this isn't fun. And it's like, I remember sitting in class one day, I was like, man, I got like three, 3.75 more years of this. It was like, I can't, I just can't imagine like really doing this. And I think it was the prereqs that kind of did it for me. But uh, really, I was just really floating around. Like, I think Jasmine was very focused on what she wanted to do, what she wanted to achieve in life, her path and what that looked like at uh, one point in time, I had no idea what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be at all. And I do remember there, you know, we had saved quite a bit of money from the deployment, but obviously that was dwindling because it was hard for us to find work and stuff. And I remember driving past this homeless person, but it just wasn't any type of homeless person. It was a homeless veteran. Oh, wow. And then something clicked in my mind and I was like, oh, I, I thought there was something always like wrong with those guys. Maybe they had PTSD or, or maybe they weren't functional for whatever reason. Right. But what I realized is that you can be a total functional, hardworking human being and end up in that exact same situation. So I knew that I had to make a change there. And that's when I think Jasmine had bought a whole bunch of books when we got home. And one of the books was Rich Dad or Dad. And I was like, well, I've done all this for money and I don't know what I'm doing right now. So right. I'm gonna just read this book. <laughs> like, like, And I started reading and I got hooked on that book. It was the first time that I had actually read a book in, in at least four years. Because even in high school, I used to figure out ways to kind of study a book just enough to where I could pass the test, but I never read the whole thing right, right. this
this was the first time in like years I had read an entire book and it just got me on this path of wanting to learn more about wealth accumulation and investing and business and all these different types of things so I ended up being an insurance agent which is kind of it wasn't necessarily business ownership as I know it today but it was my first kind of shot at learning how to interface with the customer learning how to sell how to present myself well and all those different types of things so it taught me a lot of the basics and I think when she saw a lot of me doing a lot of that she basically was like oh I want to do something like that too so it was a whole bunch of trial and error we became leasing agents first and then we looked at into wholesaling and there was this whole journey that a lot of people don't know about of us just trying and failing at so many different types of things but then we started buying businesses literally years later after kind of getting some success here and there but mostly Mm -hmm. failures and it clicked and you know as an entrepreneur I feel like there's this day where I feel like when you when you're an entrepreneur you know when something's made for you when Mm -hmm. uh, you have a good day and you enjoy it but you have a good day in anything and kind of enjoy that day but you also have a bad day but you still have this burning desire to be the best in the world at whatever it is that you're doing at that point in time that's the point in time where I knew that us buying companies and scaling them were what we were actually meant to do Mm -hmm. so what are some struggles you guys overcame going into entrepreneurship was it the learning factor or was it more to it in my opinion I think learning is actually the fun part I I tell everybody I'm a lifelong student I'm such a nerd I don't know if I look like it but (laughs) I tell people like I am by far the biggest nerd you probably know like Marvel I watch History Channel for fun sometimes it's ridiculous I'm weird (laughs) but learning is the fun part the hard part however I'll let you take one because I I think I know what you'll say but uh, one of the other hard parts for me was dealing with the adversity from kind of certain family members or certain people in your sphere of influence not necessarily believing in you and I think it's okay if somebody doesn't necessarily believe in you but there's people who are sometimes close to you that will down talk you the most and as an entrepreneur you almost have to form this ability to be able to uh, love somebody but at the same time keep a certain amount of boundaries and distance to where they don't interfere with what you're trying to do because when you're brand new that's when you're the most fragile that's when you're the most sensitive and all it takes is somebody to say the exact wrong things that you don't need to hear at the wrong time and you'll start basically that self-talk that they were given to you at first they'll program it into your mind and all of a sudden you'll be giving it to yourself so Mm -hmm. it's almost like they'll have this program that's just running on autopilot of all the things that they would say but now your brain is basically subconsciously saying it to yourself so uh forming those boundaries were extremely hard uh but also forming those boundaries but keeping them to a point where you can still interact with this person because what you don't want to do is form boundaries that are so big and so strong which is a mistake that i made to where you just don't communicate with people that you actually care about anymore Mm. and you actually ostracize yourself from other people and that's something that you you don't want to do so keeping those healthy boundaries is something that's really really hard to do somebody should write a book about it if they haven't (laughs) oh boundaries actually oh really i gotta read that one yeah i I gave one to matthew recently (laughs) oh that's cool And I would say it was probably the consistency for me because when we first got into entrepreneurship, he was kind of leading the way because he went the self-employment route first before we actually got into business ownership. And I remember there'd be times he's like listening to Tony Robbins in the car and I'm just irritated because I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. I want to listen to music. I'm tired of hearing business stuff all the time. And I think it really came down to me not really knowing exactly 
what I wanted and kind of just like seeing people on Instagram where it's like, oh, I just have to do a little bit and then I'll just be successful and I'll just be all great. (laughs) So really defining what you want, like just writing down or really thinking about like the desire behind why you want what you want. Because once I knew my why, then the consistency wasn't a problem for me at all because I actually work more than Joe now. (laughs) Yeah, good. So know your why and boundaries. Those are great points, guys. I appreciate it. So what are some wins you guys have in life right now? I know we're in a weird situation. We don't need to talk about what's going on and everything. <laughs> that Everybody knows. So what are some wins, some things that you're doing in, in your business and in your life, you talk about your marriage even, that's really helping you grow closer as a couple and help your business grow? What are some tips there? Some definite wins that we're having is just uh, our abilities to kind of work on two separate projects at the same time. Uh, I do one part, Jasmine does the other part, and then we could come together, kind of debrief each other on what's been done and then just kind of separate and come together at the end of each day. It's been a really, really good workflow for us because uh, what we do now is like totally different in the business, but we still keep each other updated and we're getting a lot done, you know, way more done as as opposed to us working on the same thing or uh, something along those lines. So that's, in my opinion, a really huge win because, you know, that's hard, that's a hard balance for a lot of people to achieve, but also uh, being able to still achieve some growth and uh, the businesses that we actually have. You know, uh, a lot of businesses are, you know, their sales are declining, they're shut down, some are going bankrupt. And I'm blessed to be able to say that I'm still steadily, my my businesses are still steadily growing throughout everything that's been going on right now. And I think it's partially because of you guys. Also, I think it's just honestly the grace of God as well. Because like at the end of the day, like I look at my business situation and I could have been so easily taken out but I think there was definitely some divine intervention there for sure um, yeah so one when I I've been getting lately is that uh, Joe and I have been able to relax a little bit more I guess like we we're looking at a blessing in disguise for all of 2020 because 2020 is just a ridiculous year <laughs> but it has given us the time to actually take a step back and breathe and like have more conversation than we usually would have outside of business because when we started business it was kind of just always always business we really didn't have a lot of personal time and that was a little struggle of ours but we've definitely gotten a lot of downtime this year to just sit back and enjoy each other cool. that's great work and here's a big question i always ask people if an entrepreneur is listening and they hear you guys are doing great as a couple and great as entrepreneurs what's one tip you would give them that they can put in practice this week my tip honestly i think is a very, very unconventional. And it kind of piggybacks piggybacks off of what Jasmine was just saying. But a lot of entrepreneurs have this idea that they're just going to hustle their way to success. And at the end of the day, um, my mom hustles. My dad hustles. Like a lot of people in my family, I mean, they have an unbelievable work ethic. Like my my dad, like it, it, we he was uh, working one day and Jasmine and I were with him the whole entire day kind of helping him out. And Jasmine was just so surprised at how hard this man can actually work in his age. It's really incredible. But what I found is that there is a time and a place for rest. And a lot of people don't understand that rest is just imp- is just as important, if not more important than act- the actual work or the hustle. And I was watching this video the other day from, I forgot who made the video, but Warren Buffett and Bill Gates was in it. And Bill Gates was talking about some of the things that he learned from Warren Buffett. And he said earlier on in his career, his schedule was always full. He had no free time ever. And then he was looking at Warren Buffett and he was like, he'll look at his calendar.
calendar and he's like it's almost nothing in here and Warren Buffett was saying I give myself a lot of time to meditate and to think and to kind of just be bored from time to time and I think creating that space to just think and even being bored at times uh, gives the universe or God or whatever you believe in the chance to kind of bring ideas to you because if you're busy working on something you can't contemplate on you know bigger and better things so I think allowing yourself a chance as an entrepreneur to rest and to think and don't guilt trip yourself into thinking that you should be working Mm -hmm. I think if you do that you'll be so much more creative there's times where I I take time off and when I come back to work I'm just I'm I'm unstoppable that's great and I agree with that because you have to allow the ideas and the vision to be birthed and if you're so busy trying to do all the tidbit little things you know you you don't have time for that birthing that processing in your brain to go I keep telling Matthew we need to just disappear for a week you and I together and just let the vision go you know and see what happens absolutely Jasmine what would you add what's tip you would give somebody that's an entrepreneur for specifically like an entrepreneur couple uh the tip that I would give is to take some time this week to reflect and maybe even journal if you know journaling is your thing and write down like what do you think that your strength is as a couple um and maybe even your weakness but really focus on the strengths because I noticed when we started in entrepreneurship I would kind of get jealous of Joe sometimes because I'd be like well you know everybody thinks he's so smart and like nobody's talking to me nobody's shaking my hand and I really was only looking I was looking at us like as individuals even when like first got married even though we've only been married for a year a couple months after we got married I realized like you know we're one we're not two anymore so I can't look at him and you know think that's my enemy and I shouldn't ever be jealous of him because if he looks good then that makes me look good as well so really take the time to just think about how you know your strengths as a couple and then maybe your strengths and uh, weaknesses as an individual and how you can strengthen together with one another cool now those of you who are listening pay attention because we're going to actually take this into a whole nother process we're going to do session two with these guys and we're going to dig into a little bit more about that entrepreneurship being married as a couple thing i'm going to ask a lot of questions i already warned them about that but if you're if you're not married and you can check out right now that's fine go to abundantculture.co that's abundantculture.co and you'll find these guys they've got a podcast go in and listen to their podcast you'll get some really good stuff but you can also go to optimizeprofitability.com look for episode number two you'll find these guys online with us you'll find some extra stuff including a free five-day mini course on wealth so hey that's givers and everything so come on to optimizeprofitability.com check out episode number two you'll get that extra course and you get to hear a lot more from these two great guys guys i appreciate you coming on and i'll see you here in just a few minutes as we get on the next episode (laughs) thank you thank you thanks for listening to the op podcast join the conversation on facebook or look us up online at optimizeprofitability.com and always remember you were born with a purpose now go live like you believe it